Hello. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. It is half baked fairies. That's right. It is another time, another day, another episode of us More doing our bitch. things. More to bitch about. You know, our creative process. Right. Yes. Speak, speak, speak truth. Preach, bitch. Sometimes, you know, we like pregame, like, oh, we could talk about this, right? Right. But sometimes, like, we don't have a lot of time to catch up during the week, and then it just comes out here. Yes. And other times, it's like we're talking, and it's like, whoa, whoa, wait. This is going to be good podcast (laughs) material. So today is the whoa, 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 wait. Yes. Because we got some shit to talk about. And I have some stuff I haven't even given you the heads up on. Oh, no. So I'm going to get my mind blown. No, we're just going to make fun of people. It's not going to blow your mind. It's not a spiritual experience or anything. Right. But, you know, certain people who, like, you know, don't follow you and you unfollowed them on Instagram. Oh, yes. Yes. I have to be the eyes of the team and find these things and, you know, get the receipts and share them with you. Yes. Uh Yes. Because, you know, that's what happens when you're not a, uh, a favored person because you have spoken your mind on ridiculous mercy. And, you know, I'm trying to be a better person and not call people out as much. Although I'm inside my groups, I do a lot because I feel like, I don't know, it's like I'm I'm less attached, right? Yes. I do it often. Like, I'm not one that's like, oh, I'm out for the vengeance and I'm about to attack you. It's just usually if somebody posts something that's intended to trigger conversation, but yet they claim they don't want the conversation. It's like, then I'm going to give it to you. Right. I'm delivering what you're asking for with this post. It's a claim for attention. Right. So the fact that you're like, oh, like you can't sit there and post something and then just be like, no one say anything negative. Like, I'm sorry. I posted three articles that say the same thing, so it must be right, so I don't want to hear it from you. Right. Well, also, I think it's, like, what freaks me out is the fact that they don't even, like, check what they even, like, repost. Oh, no. Like, it also blows my mind on that w- way, where it's, like, there's clearly, like, what you're bringing out. Mm-hmm. It's, like, right. fraudulent. Right. To do your... It's fraudulent do material. Your due diligence. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so yeah, so so we have some of that, right? Yes. Um, oh, yeah, we uh, did finish, like, uh, well, no, we didn't finish. We just um, tackled my last popsicle in the freezer that we both, um, so this is where we have to break it down. Okay, so these popsicles were, like, the first ones produced at the di- dispensary, right? And you have to understand, Melissa. What? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you can edit that. <laughs> it's fine. We'll leave it in. Okay. So my partner in crime here, like, she keeps a weed stockpile. I'm a, I'm a keeper. Right. I'm a keeper. Yes. I, I I don't consume enough, and I feel like I, I buy as if I am a regular consumer. And yeah. I'm like... Because you're an aspiring stoner. We've talked about that. Right. But at the same time, is that even the amount of money I've spent, you know, it's kind of like I can go to the dispensary like literally once a year and still have stuff left over. Which mind boggles me. Right. 
Because, I mean, I still have stuff, like, you know. So, yeah. So, these popsicles, okay. Which I have the same ones in my freezer and I refuse to eat. Yes. So, it started off, like, it was when I first went to um, that one dispensary in Oak Brook, right? Yes. Um, that one was consumed. Consumed. Dispensary. Yes. If they you have... want to sponsor us, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. We love you in Oprah. Um, it's so fabulous. The selection, the service, top notch. It's beautiful. Especially because if you're one that like wants to like just be knowledgeable in it, they even yes. offer classes. Like if you're on their email list, like mm-hmm. they'll send you, you know, like, information that you can actually like sit in and then like learn about it. Like so it's not like, oh, this is just, hey, have fun. It feels a little higher class. Class and just, like, the kind of service that I miss when it comes down to, like, products. Like, don't you miss, like, going into a store and actually have people that know about the fucking products that are in the fucking store they work at and then know how to apply it? And if they don't know, they, like, literally will give you someone who does know. Like, I even had, like, one one uh, one person that, who was, like, helping me. And she's like, oh, I'm not really sure. Let me go check for you real quick. And I'm like... <gasps> This is literally the greatest service I've ever had. Right. And the fact that we are like, this is bare minimum, like this is that this is sad, okay? Because I feel like this is exactly how it should be. Cause I don't think I would ever let a client of mine just be like, deal. Right. Deal with it. Like the whole point is I'm knowledgeable and I'm supposed to share. It can be like going to a car dealership and being like, Can you tell me about this? No, here's a book. Your price and we can't talk about it. Right. Like you know, be done. And it's like be it's done. so and stupid. Or not. Right. If not, move on. Like that's how you get treated most of the time in places. So it's just or you're at a dispensary and they're like, all they do is get high and they don't really know how to assess anything properly because they're like, we just no. do this all day, all and, night, and they're all like, yeah, right. It's good. Good choice. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're just like, okay, yeah. I this get, is. So- I get a lot of. Oh yeah. Mm, good stuff. Right. Which I would say that about anything you bought. Right. Right. So with these popsicles in particular, since they were like the first rollout of the attempt of popsicles, which the brand is Tonic, which they also create tonics, mm-hmm. both like bubbly and not, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I remember when I went there, the chickie that took me there, um, she used to work next to me. And so she was battling oh, okay. cancer. She's the one who introduced me to this place because she's like, I didn't know they, like, had these miracle products that are fantastic and they're yeah, really yeah, great, yeah. right? Go in there, and she tells me she drank a whole bottle of one of those tonics, right? So we're talking about a hundred is the number that we we're talking about of how much is in that, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, and they were all laughing because she did tell them about it. And, of course, they, like, looked at her like, you got to be out of your mind because it's so totally too much. But she was like, it tasted good. I didn't realize. Right. Oh, yeah. She's like, I was on another planet. I think I needed to be hospitalized. One of our other friends did that and, like, canceled plans with me because yeah. she couldn't get up off the couch and drank the whole water. Yeah. Just, yeah. So I, okay, get these popsicles, which these popsicles, it's a 100 that is spread over four popsicles. So it's 25 per, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what I was thinking. And I was like, oh, 
Popsicles should be totally fine. I don't know if I just thought of just the popsicle itself as innocent instead of realizing that it's not. I think I deluded myself by saying, oh, it's mostly ice and water. It's fine. Right. I'm not realizing, like, the number is there for a reason. Right. Yeah. They, it's not just arbitrary. No. And then I was, like, completely gone. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh. And then all I was thinking about the whole time was, like, that chick had a whole bottle of, like, that was 100. Like, so that means it was, like, three times as much as what I currently was on. Right. I was like, wait, what? Like, I thought I was, like, yeah, that was, I was out of commission. I have a little bit of a higher tolerance than you, and that would knock me on my ass. Right. So I was like, no. So we ended up splitting, splitting half (laughs) Right, we're having a quarter. Yes, so it's still going to be pretty heavy duty. Right. But it won't be that bad. Right, so, yeah, um, and and here's the thing, they taste like, I want to say. Yes, because it's cherry lime. Okay, I'm just going to tell you, like, it's totally not good. I'm trying to remember which one I had. It was like some passion fruit one that I had that was the first one, and it was so good. Right. And then, then I was like, oh, then they, and they only had these. And it's not a good cherry limeade, right? And this is just like, ooh. No. I think it tastes like cherry cough syrup. I feel like it's not quite as bad, but I mean. I think cherry I think, cough syrup is better. More palatable. Yes. She has very strong emotional feelings towards this. I am like. If something tastes bad, I will be mad at it until my last day on this earth. That's amazing. I know. I have levels of bad, and I feel like this is doesn't hit. I've had things that taste worse than this, so it's kind of like, I think I've tried some really garbage stuff in my life, so. Yes, I've eaten worse things than this, yes. right? But I feel like because this is supposed to be a fun recreational project, yes. it's more disappointing how bad it tastes. True, but you do have a fruit punch soda that hopefully it helps, you know. It does. It helps that. It's canceling it out. Canceling yeah. it out. But, but I'm still mad. Yes, and we will be high. Like, I I feel like we're slowly, we're slowly, like, rising to the occasion. It's creeping in, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sure is. But, yeah, so that's the story of, like, what we um, consume today. So we are going to be on a journey together um, because we really don't know where this is going to take us. Since and, this and has also been living in my freezer for a year, so. Right, and, and so last night, right, because we talked about this, I do not consume every day, but it's becoming more often. Mm-hmm. And last night, you know, I was irritated as fuck, right? Yeah. And sometimes when I'm like, you know, when I'm wrestling with how much of a bitch do I want to be, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I stop and I take a breath and I just like lay down and puff away. Yes, and, see, and bitch be gone. And seeing <laughs> once I get to that place how I'm feeling... Because it, it gets you through that initial, right? Like, you want to rip mm-hmm. somebody's face off. Yes. And then you kind of fall asleep, and then the next morning you can kind of decide, right? Yes. But because I was really deep in thought, I got really fucking high. Mm. And I can then, see where it's tricky. And then I, like, was high and had this idea that I was going to make a fucking snow cone. <gasps> you tried your snow cone maker? Yes. Was it the first time you tried it and you're high? Yes. No! <laughs> and the 
ice was really big clumps, so it didn't fit in there. So I was hitting the ice with a hammer and trying to put it in there. And then I was getting, like, really impatient. And by the time I got the ice all shaved up and then I put the syrup on it, I, like, put it the bowl on the coffee table and then I fell asleep. So I woke up to, like, snow cone water. Oh, that's so sad. I know. Rest in peace, snow cone. I still drank it. Yes! It was coconut water. <laughs> and not real coconut water, coconut flavored. Mm. So I'm thinking. Yes. Once I get this figured out. I am so game for a snow cone. Okay. Yeah, you don't even have to. An episode. Yeah, you don't even have to. There's no hesitation because reservation. I'm thinking like, oh, okay, like what? You know, you don't drink alcohol, but I do. Yes. In case you didn't know. Yes. You know, so. Now I, you know. I had this thought, right? Like, what if I made like um, pineapple and rum ice cubes and then put them in the machine and made a boozy snow cone? Oh, that would be magical for you. Right? I feel joy for you. I know. This is amazing. I feel joy for me, too. Yeah. And all these great ideas came to me when I was high. So. Except eating the actual fucking snow cone. Of course. But, yeah. But sometimes the creative process takes precedent. And I think it was more the journey of making the snow cone while high that was like the wave I had to travel. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was an experience. Yes, and then I had a dream that I wound up um, in Amsterdam with this friend of mine that I haven't talked to in 12 years. Interesting. And then we were sitting, like, at dinner, and I had nothing to talk to her about, and I was like, how the fuck did I agree to this trip? This is terrible. Oof. And then I had, like, this, when I don't know what to say, I tend to drink. Nice. So, in my dream... You were trashed. I was trashed, and then I was like, do I tell this person, like, we haven't talked for years because you're kind of an asshole? Mm. You're facing your fears. But then I woke up and ate snow cone water and went back to sleep and all was fine. Okay, that was a mission. (laughs) It was a journey! (laughs) You did some things. I, I did things I wasn't prepared to do, right? But I did them, and I yes. got through them. <sighs> yeah, so snow cones. That'll be snow a future episode. definitely for the future. I note to self. Right. Note to self. Right. Oh, yes. This is when I wish I had an ice maker in my freezer, because I do not. Well, you know what's amazing? I need to get an ice cube maker. Well, I have an ice cube maker. Oh, so perfect. Right? Yes. Yes, and what I'm thinking is that we can share what we make, right? And I can can share one of my ice cream creations along with snow cones. Oh, my God, it's going to be like a summer carnival picnic. I uh, love it. Okay, well, yeah, you know. Um, and that's not like these episodes. Those are special like, taste-testing episodes. Yes. Okay, I'm getting really high. Okay, we're getting there. Yes, so um, about our week, okay? There's a couple things, right? Yes. We have a couple things on the docket because we both uh, went to the movies. Yeah. Which was very strange because I have not been to the movies in forever. I love movies. And before COVID, I had like that AMC pass where you could go to three movies a week. But since 
COVID, the experience of going to a movie is not the same. Because mm. um, I used to go to one of those where they bring, like, the food to your... Yes. And it was, like, required you purchase food. Yes. Now it's not. So there's no one even comes to your seat to see if you want anything. So oh, you either have to go to the counter or press the button or, like, order it on the app. So it's kind of weird because I went there expecting, like, it was going to be one thing. Yeah. And it wasn't. Mm. Which I don't care because the food's not that great. And right. Now, now I know next time I could, like, smuggle in snacks. Because I right. used to always, like, smuggle in, like, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Which is a great choice. Right. And, like, a drink. And then I would be set. So, but then it got harder when you had wait staff, right? Because they would be like, where'd you get that? But now that they don't care anymore, I'm good, right? That's awesome. But, yes, we haven't, I think the last movie I saw in a theater was... That Lady Gaga movie. Oh, so that's pre-COVID. Yeah, well, I I know pre-COVID was for me, too, but I don't even remember what my last movie was. It's that Gucci movie she was in. Okay, so. Yeah. Which I hated. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really. I wasn't interested. That no, one, it I, I didn't love it because every I would have been like, was yeah, awful. But I did eat like a hot belly sandwich during it. So um, and I brought a cup of ice cream in. So like the food for that one saved it for me. Yeah. But, yeah. So anyhow, it's been like a few years since yes. I've been to a movie. Proper. Same here. I can't even. Like I said, I don't even think I can remember what the last movie was that I saw. Hmm. Um, I think I went with my parents, and I think it was, I think we were, we went to Yorktown. I'm trying to remember, but I can't even tell you which movie it was. And I used to go a little bit more because we used to go, I used to go the one that's, um, over on 59. They also have one in Woodridge. Oh, what Hollywood is it? Hollywood, Holmes. yes. So Hollywood Homes is like where I used to go a lot because, like, and there you still have to order food. Yes, and so like, That's so my little so my bestie, like, she used to always her and her husband. They always get like free passes, uh, you know, for their birthday, you know, because they filled that thing. I always filled that thing. I never got a free pass since I've been there, and I would go all the time. I was like, what the hell? So because of that, that's where we end up always going because like everyone had a free pass so it's like (laughs) you just go for the birthday month right right for something so yeah we went to the movie last weekend yes it was on sunday so it was like right after we recorded so Mm -hmm. yes i saw the movie sound of freedom which was very controversial yes okay very controversial which is very bizarre also too not actually advertised because I've had more people like what the hell is that movie or what they heard of it is like weird yeah yes so this was a movie that was in the making for five years Mm-hmm. And then finally was able to be released into the movie theaters, which is like okay, because cool. Because the major distribution companies um, opted out of the deals to distribute it. Yes, and it ended up so being this really is weird. What took so long? Yes, so there wasn't anything that was like helping along the process of no. doing it. Then it was like really weird because um, this was actually an event that was televised. When this came out, that this actual event happened, I think it was, like, in 2014 or some shit. Uh So, like, it's not like this was not a televised situation and a bus that was actually a big sting operation that 
was something that was in the news. Right. Which is the reason why there was even talk of it being a movie, which I thought was very interesting where they decided to, like, then have people pull out of it. It was kind of bizarre. But, yes, my mom and I, we were completely prepared with tissues. See, that kind of thing would not make me cry. If it's based on a true story, I, I can look at it very, like... Critical thinking. No, you would have cried. You know why? You cried it less. I yes, that's true. But I don't know. I think if, it if was you would have documentary, I'm not sure. It's not documentary though. It's a story, so of course you grow to know the characters. So there is okay. a connection with it. So it's not like it's a docu series of being like you know, like, interviews with people. Oh, so it's not real footage or anything? They do have real footage clips that they do show of, like, oh. kids being abducted at, like, that were, like, more of, like, uh, surveillance stuff and, like, threw that in there of, like, what that is, right? Uh-huh. And then at the end, they showed the actual footage of the sting operation that was recorded. Mm, okay. So you got to see, like, the real faces of the people that actually got in trouble versus, like, the characters that you watched throughout the movie. Okay. So it was kind of neat, that experience. Okay. So, but I definitely say it was so good because of the fact that it did not, I was afraid it was going to be too graphic um, because, like, that kind of stuff freaks me out. And I always hate being stuck because there's been too many movies. I've been stuck watching it. And I feel like it brings out, like, you know, if you're a person that has had stuff that's happened to you, it does bring it out of you when you see acts of it very much so though i feel like what they did with this that was so amazing is that it was never once triggering for me in the sense of being a negative way Mm -hmm. like i didn't feel like i was going through the experience of harm Mm -hmm. what it was weird is that i felt like i was going through the experience of being acknowledged what i went through and, like, how I had to deal with it. Interesting. Right? Okay. Because, like, the things that you sometimes black out and want to, like, leave out because your body and your mind naturally wants you to. Like, right. I felt like. protection Yes. And I felt like that kind of was how they, how they laid out the movie on such mm. a dark situation to where it's, like, it was dark enough to understand. Interesting. But the way that they shot every scene and the way that they, uh, like, even the script, like, and how they spoke about things, like, it felt so, like, dutiful in the sense of, like, you felt like you were part of, like, this journey of wanting to do better and be a better person. Okay. Right? Okay. And, like, acknowledging their horrificness, but instead of, like, acknowledging it, you're also feeling like you want to do something about it because now you know. Interesting. Right? Like, it's a different take. Like, I think it was very interesting. And I was very much so confused as to why there was even any controversy anyways. Uh, because it's the people who put the money into the original movie. That's all it is. And I think, how can, like, me personally, because there was, like, someone that posted something recently on like, Facebook, that was, like, some TikToker, and, like, it was so bizarre having him basically get all mad, like, oh, so now are you going to go after, like, the clergymen, and, you know, like, this is the problem with Catholics, and this is the problem with Republicans, and, like, going off on it, and I was, like, that's so weird, it's just, it's a movie about child trafficking, number one, and, like, I don't think the people who created it, like, whatever their affiliation, like, I feel like, does it really actually matter? 
Because it's a story that opens your mind to stuff that's like really happening. I think it matters based on how strongly you feel about that. Right. And I think there's a lot and of for people. for you, it's not an issue. And then for a lot of people, it's hard to separate that. That's why I think it's bizarre because I look at it as like me. I look at it as like the betterment of the children. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like knowing for myself being abused and, and having certain things happen in my life that you'd want to have people that would help the kids. Like, I think of myself as being the kid wanting to be helped. I don't look at your freaking political stance when I'm the kid that needs help. Right, right, right. Right? I, like, I'm like a walk away from it and be like, well, that person was a Republican or that person was a Democrat. Oh, yeah. You know, like, is and you wouldn't blame a political party as to why you're being harmed. Like, no, I know, I know. So, like, who's helping you and who's not is in relation to the person that's and doing it. I think it. it's become an issue of I don't want my dollars to support their agenda outside of this movie. But at the same time, I look at it as like I would want my dollars to support the fact that you just saved children and yes, the organiz- and your organization and what you did mm-hmm. actually does help the children become better. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, I'm like. But that organization wasn't who financed the movie. But the person who the story is about profited from the movie. Yes. Which is the person who runs the organization. There's, there's like, a lot of political underpinnings here that... Well, yes. But, yeah. I look at it as, like, we pay money to, like, literal people that we know that are pedophiles in the entertainment industry on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That I think to myself, I felt good that my dollars actually went to against those things versus literally everything in the entertainment industry, like, is all tainted by nasty change of hands and secrets. Uh, well, yeah, that's all industry. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm here to tell you there is no clean industry. <laughs> You don't work with kids, though, when the entertainment industry does directly. Like, the people in your company, like, you're not directly working with children. You're talking about an industry that's, like, directly. One time I'm not talking about, like, (laughs) Yes. And we don't do anything that bad. (laughs) Right. Like, I feel like, yes, I understand, like, every corporation is corrupt in some way. And I'm totally in agreement of that. But when it talks about harming innocent children, I think, the music in the entertainment industry has been probably the worst of exploiting children yeah. and profiting off of them being tossed in all situations that are adult-like. Right. Like, did you watch the Brooke Shields? Oh, my God, yeah. And also even, like, Horror. Drew Barrymore's story? Yeah. Ugh. Messy shit. So, yeah. it's so terrible. Well, and it's like you sit there and look, look what happened to Britney Spears. Okay, thank you, Disney. She ain't <laughs> I'm sorry. I know a lot of people are pulling for Britney. She ain't never gonna be right. I don't think it's possible because it's like you're too far gone. Yeah, and her whole family sold her out. Like, like, I mean, that's what I'm saying is like, like, it's not far off. It's just a glamorized version of the same shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of literally having your family profit off of your, your person, your body, your being. Right. Without really your consent. Yep. You know? Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. And so it's like, I know that not every child, like, I'm not going to say that every child in the industry, because I feel like there is definitely people who are smart enough and know enough that, like, 
They're like the Hanson kids turned out fine. <laughs> their parents were like very overprotective. I think the that's jo a reason. The Jonas brothers, too, their mother was very protective of them. Mm -hmm. And now they have like families and they're grown up. And it's yeah. Sad. But yeah, I think the, the parents who look for the profit and just turn their kid over to whoever. They're going to be fucked. I mean, imagine how yeah. many kids were passed over to, to freaking Michael Jackson. Oh. You know, and he his mind went right. Sorry. Not saying Sorry, like. Macaulay Culkin. I know. And I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and say because personally I don't know what actually happened and I'm not going to sit there and state anything. But we all know that something won't rise. Dude. Yeah. And even just spending time with someone who just like is off the rocker it would be enough like damaging to a child's psyche. Right. I mean, especially because there were so many openly like bizarre things that okay. circulated this. Yeah, touch person. My monkey. Yeah. Yeah. So so no. Yeah. So I feel like, yes, like this one's for the children. I, I feel like this one was probably the best when it comes down to, like, it did not show, like, romanticized about the abuse because that's also what it looks like when you have movies that show it in a glamorized version. Mm-hmm. A feeling like playing that kind of victim role for people, it gives them that role play that is very bizarre because it is a role play because it's not like they're actually like experiencing it. They're just actors. Right. You know, and I feel like that ends up being kind of bizarre, bizarre to me because like how much research did you have to do to play that kind of part? Yeah, but I have no idea. Right? I don't think I could ever be a person that's, like, playing a scene even if I was, like, an extra or something that's, like, not the bad guy that's doing that. You know what I'm saying? No. The, well, like, you watch the movie Taken, right? And there's, like, literally, a like, a violent scene of how they're, like, extracting yeah. her. Yes. Seeing the guy extracting, like, oh, you I would never not play that role. play that role. And then I would never want people to look at me like I'm that person. Either. I'm pretty sure I could. Oh, God. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. I'd be fine. You could sit there and, like, literally just, like, abuse a child. It, it, was, it was pretend, yes. No. I couldn't even pretend. Oof. No. Okay. I couldn't. You know why? Because there's no money that would... Because I feel like those kind of actions... Like, I feel like it's already bad... Like, going through the motions. So, could you play someone who killed someone in a movie? Like, an adult? I doubt it. Unless it was, like, for a reason. No. Just because no, I couldn't playing a serial killer. No. I don't think yeah, I could actually... No? I don't think I could actually, like... I don't think I could actually play a role that I could actually murdering someone. Oh, I could. You know what it is? I would that welcome I, the opportunity. See, you know what it is? Is it's because I probably could and it freaks me out. Like, I don't want to be satisfied by it. Oh, see, I know in real life I could never, like, kill somebody or hurt somebody, so I'd be fine playing it. Yeah, but I feel like sometimes just even role-playing would be enough where I'm like, oh, this is too real. You know what it is? Is it's because when I do stuff, I dedicate my full self. Yeah, no, you need to half-ass more things. I can't. I don't know how. Yeah, well, it's, it's not part of my nature. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? Is I, I think there was a time I could, and then I think now I can't because I'm so aligned with who I am. But I'm like, I everything I do is so purposeful. I'm, I'm getting better at half-assing things the more aligned I am. Because I'm, like, super hard on myself and a perfectionist. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't think I want to pursue this. It's cool. Bye. 
Well, I, that's what I'm. That's what I'm like, saying. I'll invest though. all the money in the hobby. I'll start down the path, and I'll be like, you know, I'm not feeling it. Well, I feel like there's nothing wrong with doing that. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like with myself, I. It's like you're saying. I just would rather not do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, if I had a choice, I'm not going to choose to be like, I want to be the play the role of being the fucking murderer. I'd rather play the murderer than the person getting murdered. I don't think I would want to be in any part of that. Oh, okay. I don't want to be murdered either. Okay. No, I've had dreams oh. that I have been, and I think that's where, to me, like, that freaks me out, because those were so real. Yeah, I, I've had the dreams of being in danger, but not murdered, always getting out of it. I, I've had a couple dreams where it's like, I was being, under, like, attacked, you know, and it was like, I didn't actually get murdered, so it's not like the death, but it's like I like could have. Yeah. So it's like I woke up before I knew. In my dreams, I'm always the victor. All of them? Yeah. Because I'm only inside. Like I, I, mine's like all over. Whenever it's violence, I always like get out of it. Like I wake up. I don't like get out. It never even gets close. Like I am, like I have beaten the smack out of that person, and then I'm just like chilling out, and then I wake up. Yeah, no. No, mine don't. Like it ends, but it doesn't really end. Like, like I said, it's either I wake up, like I'm walking away, like, "Mm, nope, good job, I did that, and let's go on to like have some tater tots now. Interesting. I don't know what that says about me. Means you're probably not going that deep. <laughs> I mean, murder's not something I really think about. Or death. I don't know. I think because I watch, like, murder documentaries, it's like entertainment now. It's not real. Yeah, I don't... Like I said, I don't dream about being murdered or murdering people. Like, I'm saying I in my whole lifetime, I had maybe one or two. Where, one, I got shot. I didn't die. Okay, that's pretty serious, though. Yeah, and no one would notice that I was, like, literally had a, like, a gauging, like, hole in my abdomen. Okay, yeah, I don't so, think that. I think that means something more. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not that I was, like, oh, my gosh, I was thinking about, like, it's not literal, like, murder. It's, like... Okay. Like, I had a break-in in my house. Mm. Yeah. And then that one was messed up because I did kill someone. Oh. No, but this was different because it was really weird because I knew it was a dream because it was not real feeling at all. But it did take place in my house. But it wasn't my house, right? And there was another person that was with me. And it was interesting because these, these guys, like, came into my house and they wouldn't listen to me when I was, like, telling them to get out. So maybe it's, like, almost like the feeling that maybe, like, ghosts have when they're, like, trying to tell you to get the fuck out of their place and you're like, no, I don't care. No, the ghost is saying that. Like, why are you in my house? And then it's, like, weird that someone's like, I don't know because I can't see you and I don't care. Oh, okay. Not the ghost being stupid. Right. No. I think ghosts are probably pretty smart. 
the ghosts are they're seeing what we don't see because we don't see them on a regular right. basis, right? And they've already like lived all these experiences. Right? <laughs> just like pissed off because we're always in their way. Like, uh, that's a terrible idea because I'm a ghost and I've been through this, and you're not paying attention and reading yes. the flags. Yes. So I feel like yes, that might kind of be... Would be like you're better than that. So what happened? So what happened with this one? Uh-huh. This particular dream. Yeah. The intruder, okay, mm-hmm. like, had a flashlight. It was really dark. It was coming into my bedroom, right? And so there was, like, I don't know why there was another person, but there was another person that was, like, I guess helping me. I don't know. Okay. And so this person was, like, shining light at me. like, oh, my God, I freaked out. And then, like, pointed something at me, right? And I thought it was a gun. And then, of course, it was, like, a fake one that was, like, not real. And I remember the color orange for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then what was crazy is that this is where it becomes terrible okay this becomes terrible i then knew it was fake and i still shot him anyways oh so that's a problem right yeah but he didn't i didn't see him die oh so i don't know and then i was like felt really bad i was like oh my god i still shot him anyways but i didn't know why it hit him because i was like i don't know like it was like really bizarre because i wasn't expecting it to actually hit him and then it hit him but it didn't hit him where i shot him which was very weird Mm. i know yeah, that's strange. I got nothing. Yeah, it was very bizarre. But then that I woke up, so I didn't really feel like there was a resolve to it. But it was like, so it's like I've been in the situations of the dream where it's like so realistic that was weird. Yeah. Then you're like, ah. Oh. So then I was like, oh no. And of course, you don't want to like think to yourself, you're like, I'm a bad person. But at the same time, like I would not even want to actually point a gun at a person. See, I just have a lot of dreams of having sex with people I'm not attracted to. Okay, that's terrible no no it's not but although when you wake up sometimes you're like why did i fuck him okay that is just yeah but and it's very vivid okay were they it wasn't actually good though yeah okay if it was good then maybe that's a different story but you're using you did not want to have sex with them that's what i was like no no but then it's like okay like this hasn't happened at this job but like every job i've ever had i've had a dream about having sex with somebody at work but it wasn't somebody i was flirty with interesting so so this is what i came down to when i'm like working on a project or on a committee and i feel like someone surprises me and they're way smarter than i thought then i'll have the dream i'm having sex with them so it's kind of like my way of accepting them as oh they might be on the same level as me so it's like you're christening into the group. Right. It's like, thank you for being smart. I shall fuck you now. Ta-da! And then right to go back to work, and I'm like, I guess we're cool now. And then I'm all, like, comfortable talking to them. And then they're like, oh, you seem like you're in a good mood. And I'm thinking, because I had sex with you, and it was not terrible. Oh, my God. So now you may be part of my project. I take credit. That would be terrible. I would not want that to be the case. When it's like who you've had sex with, it's like, oh, I thought I still hated them. Uh Uh-oh. I see some sort of redeeming value. Mm. It's me shutting down my feelings. (laughs) And then they come out. 
Yeah. And, and here's another nugget for you. Whenever I've had these dreams about having sex, it's always the same setting, the same positions, everything. Just a different man. And that is my thing like, okay, I'm cool with you now. Interesting. That is a different take. I have never, yeah. And it's like not people I'm physically attracted to. And then I'm like, well, I wasn't attracted to you, but in my dream, the sex was good. So maybe you're my type, but I just didn't realize it. I can see where that's confusing. And then I see them and I'm like, you are not. (laughs) But then it's like, maybe you are. I think I'd be so confused by that because I'd be like, oh my God, I'd then feel like I literally had sex with everybody. (laughs) And then I'm like, I don't know. Like, how I would, I would feel about that. It, it, it's a mind fuck. The, the, that's for sure. Like, you're right. literally fucking them in your mind. Right. <laughs> just to clarify, it's never been a woman. It's just okay. men I dream about. Because I think with women, I... You, you know, don't need to do that. Right, I would be like, all right, okay, bitch, I'll let you in, right? Yeah. Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that's how you put your guard down. Yeah. Gotta fuck them. Right. <laughs> In dreams and real life. Oh, oh, that's how that works. Right? Once I think you have a clue, then I'll have sex with you, and then maybe six months later I'll tell you, like, my middle name or something. I feel like, you know what? Boundaries are good. Yes. Okay, so you had a movie. I did. All right, so um, what was your movie that, of course, is completely different than mine? I went to go see Barbie. Okay. I was super excited. Okay. Because... I've always loved Barbie. Okay. I was a big Barbie fan. I had, like, so many Barbies, right? And um, I loved all the marketing for this movie and, like, how retro it feels and stuff. So I was super excited to see this, and I could not wait past opening day. Like, I had to do it. Okay. So, um, okay. So, you know, I'm not going to give away the plot, but I'm going to give you the big major theme, which you probably see coming, right? So, you know, Barbie has to go into the real world, right? Because someone who has a Barbie, there's something wrong with them, so they break the line between real and doll world, right? Okay. So she has to find this person and figure out what's going on, right? So so all the people, all the Barbies in Barbie land assume okay. that... The real world is just like this, right? Yeah. And then they come to the real world and, like, the board of Mattel is all men. There's, like, no women. Uh-huh. And Barbie's like, what happened? You know, the, like, Ken's, like, just look pretty on our land and, the like, Barbies do everything. Like, mm-hmm. how did this not translate? Like, if we were this to all these little kids, how come this is still happening? Yeah. Which is kind of an interesting take, right? Yes. Um, so then, of course, it becomes like, so the, like the person who was playing with the Barbie, right, actually has a daughter, right? And they were the daughter's old Barbies. And, and like, you know, she has, the woman has this, like, breakdown where it's all the things about why it's so hard to be a woman. Like, be pretty, but don't, don't be too pretty. And if you are pretty, you have to be nicer and don't get old. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can have it all, but don't neglect your kids, but don't give up your career and all that, right? Yes. So, so it's like all of those themes kind of get explored, right? And then Barbie feels like she's the biggest loser because 
why did these women grow up? Like, they've had Barbies when they were kids. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it's like starting to see, you know, how different it is. And in the real world, like, a lot of the men are, like, leaders, right? Yes. So then, you know, Ken is there, and he says, why don't we have that in Barbie land? Mmm. So then it, like, threatens, like... The Barbies. Yes. But because the Barbies want the attention of Ken's and they've quit paying attention to them, they kind of diminish who they are to be their girlfriends. Mmm. So it was an interesting take, right? I can see. I can see. So they're seeing where there's some correlation. Right. So so it's kind of like when you watch it, it's like, oh, God, why would these girls be, like, giving up everything for these, like, dopey Kens who, like, you know. So then all the Kens were like, oh, you're my side chick, right? Mm-hmm. Even though, like, you know, it's a different Barbie. <laughs> yes. So, so then, like, all the shitty things that men do, these Kens started doing, but the Barbies were like, okay, you know, we need Ken to pay attention. Mm. So, it, it like, it, but then it was ridiculous, like, there's dance numbers, and, like, I mean, it's so many, like, but it's funny, right? But it's just, like, so over the top, not a real story, right? Yes. And, but then it's, like, there's these moments where it's, like, oh. Oh, there's some truth bombs. Yes. So, I was watching this, right? And it's, it's, it's very emotional, right? Like, all these women talking about, like, all the things, like, you know, all the unrealistic ideals. Yes. Right? But, but then I was like, it's going to be a controversial take. Yeah. How much of this do we do to ourselves? Right. And... You know, I thought the movie, like, of course, you know, it's not a true story, so it's a little exaggerated that no woman has a good job, right? Mm-hmm. And they all are, like, mid-management that never go above, and they're super frustrated with their lives and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, it must suck for women who try to do, like, the wife, kids, career all of that? Yes, because they might feel like they're being pinned. And, and they and they probably are spread very thin, right? Yes. And I could see how that would be frustrating. But then also watching the movie, I was like, in Barbie land, Barbie didn't have kids. Barbie didn't have Ken that she was following around. So Barbie had her job and Barbie focused on that. Right. So I was like... So these girls didn't pick up the message that Barbie's career and looking good was more important than fucking pleasing Ken. Right. So so I feel, for me, that's like, I always understood that Barbie had a good job and her own money. Why didn't they? Well, I, I think that's where it's very, like you said, it's very confusing to, to think like that, that didn't make sense as to what that, really meant like because like Barbie has had many jobs mm-hmm. right like her whole career of being yes. Barbie like they have a laundry list of like yes. all the things that she has done so like prize, NASA Barbie right so it's please like, all show up in the movie <laughs> so that's where it's like you think to yourself you're like 
So, like, she's always been a force to be forced to be reckoned with, but yeah. it's like, yeah, I mean, like, when it comes down to it, it's like, she represents, like, anything you want to be. So if you want to be a mom or a career-driven person, like, there is a Barbie for you. So, like, you know, the whole movie, like, you know, the movie in the real world, it was like, oh, you know, women are never in leadership roles and and blah, 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 and all that, which isn't 100% true. Yeah, I mean, it, but I think I think the part that we're kind of overlooking, right, is that people make choices. Right. Nothing said you have to be a wife and mom and work, right? Yes. Some reason for whatever reason, you know, you've chosen to do all these things. Yes. And I feel like, you know, I have not chosen those things. So a lot of this frustration they were talking about. It doesn't apply. It made me very sad because I thought how it must suck for you. Well, yes, especially because, like like you said, I mean... we've talked about it. Like, having a child is a choice. You're making the choice because you're having sex with somebody, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing that there's potential, that that's going to happen. And we're talking in real life. Right. Right. Which I've had my fair share of sex dreams. Okay, let me find them. Yeah, I usually have them with people I want to have sex with. Yes. But, yeah. But not every time. But, yeah. So, like... You choose the person that you're wanting to, right? Because you have the ability. We have all the resources at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. To say that you don't have access to a condom or, you know, birth control, like, or, or there's... You could read a fucking ovulation chart. Right. <laughs> like, we have <laughs> so many of the days you should not play. Yeah, so, I mean, like, there is so many things at your fingertips that everyone has access to. To say that they don't is kind of strange. And, I mean, I can see the lack of access in other places, but there, I don't think there's anywhere here in the United States of America you're not going to... You literally find condoms on the street. Right. So, yeah. Yes, you can find them pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, at that point, if that if that block that guy, if you want to be a really dirty fucker, you can reuse it. I don't know how much I trust him, but Dollar Tree has condoms. So I mean, like, if you're real, I mean, and if you're worried, double up, triple up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so you really do have choices that you can make, knowing that right. the choices that you're making is going to lead to something of that nature, right? Okay. Decisions. So, so that was an interesting thing because I guess you know it's a kind of movie, right? It has to appeal to moms, right? Yes. Because they're bringing their kids who want to see it. Yes. And so I, I think it was like a little. Like, something for everyone, right? Yes. But, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, I was like, some of these women have made it really hard on themselves. Well, like you said, and it's I because they're making... why they're unhappy. But, but they're also, too, they're not realizing that that's something that they did do to themselves. Choices of consequences. Right. You know, there's, like, some kind of ownership of, like, decisions that were made. You know, like, like obviously, I'm not saying that the things that are, like, not made or, like, things that have happened to you, like, you can't control, right? But you still have choices, you know? Yes. Because it was something that was out of control, like, this is what led your journey, right? Mm-hmm. But you can change your mind. Right. 
So yeah. to me, it's like what you do with the choices that are brought to you and the choices that you do take, like it's kind of makes it a little difficult to, you know, feel bad that you didn't have everything like I feel like we all have to make sacrifices Mm -hmm. for certain things that we want and we don't want like even like with my brother with his like I remember when I got my new car and I was like oh yeah yeah like I love it right and he basically was like in it for the first time he's like oh I really like your car I wish you know I wish I could have that and I was like well you could because actually the car you have costs more than mine like so it's like you made a choice of wanting to have the look and the feel of the drive where I wanted the luxury. So I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. heated, heating steering wheel is required, right? Yeah. So it's like, but those are choices. Like, you could have made that choice. Mm-hmm. So whining to me about it, I'm like, oh, why would I feel sorry for you when you literally could have just made the same choice? Right. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, are we really having this conversation? So, like, when some people are kind of, like, whining about not having everything... But they're wanting what everyone else has, not actually what they want for themselves. Correct. Because if you really go by what you want for yourself, you will never be worn thin. Mm-hmm. It's true. Because you'll know the choices you want to make for you. Mm-hmm. You're not making them for every single person on this planet. Right. Right. Be convicted in your decisions. So, um, so yeah, it, it was, um, I liked it. I would watch it again. I recommend it. Nice. Um, yeah, so it was good. I was happy with it. I, I still want to go see Oppenheimer because I feel like I should. What's that? So that's, okay, so I, so everyone has been Team Barbie or Oppenheimer because there are two big movies that opened on the same day. Okay. Right? So Oppenheimer is about the guy who invented the atomic bomb. Oh, interesting. So it's three hours long. It's supposed to be fantastic. Yeah. Dark. Yeah. Fantastic. So everybody's like, you know, are you team Bobby or team Oppenheimer? (laughs) Yeah. But then, like, you know, even, like, the stars of the movies have seen each other's movies and, right? Yeah. And and this is, like, a big thing for the movie industry because they're two big movies that you actually can't watch at home. Yeah. So, like, the early numbers are, like, you know, this is, like, back at the levels, like, before COVID. Mm. So they're hoping that this carries things forward. Yeah. So, I I think it's good because people got used to, like, going back into movie theaters, right? That's kind of nice. I'm not going to lie. I'm less likely to fall asleep in a movie theater. Really? Yeah, and at home, it's like, nah, I got 20 minutes. Dude, I actually have fallen asleep more in a movie theater. Because I used to be dragged out for those fucking Lord of the Rings, like, premieres. I don't do, like, oh, movies. No. Well... Yeah, well... I'm not waiting till midnight when the first... No, I was dragged out numerous times by friends with mine, and so I was like, fine, and I said... Those are not real friends. No, I literally said, I was like, you have to keep me awake. I've been working all day, and I'm here, so like, no, and then they laugh at me while I was sleeping. Right, you just paid to take a nap. No, but I really, it's not like I was like a diehard or anything, so to me it didn't really matter, but I was like, why am I getting dragged out? And what? Well, you know what it is, is it was back in the days when, like, it was very easy to convince me to do stuff. Oh, see, now you don't want to leave your house most days. 
Oh, no, I love leaving my house, but I have to, it has to be a really good reason because I've left my house too many times for bad reasons in my life, right? Okay. Now I love it. And I was like, Whew, I have been lied to too many times that this is going to be a great idea. <laughs> oh, well, I'm like, yes. so I'll know if it's actually worth me getting out. Okay. I was like, uh-uh, because I'm like, no. You'll know if it works with your sensibilities. Yes. Well, yeah, like, I'm not going to sit there and do freaking premieres at midnight. No. You know what I'm saying? Never. Because I did too many of those because unless they're like, I, this time it'll be better. No, unless I lie in a fucking movie, I'm not staying awake. No. Mm, it'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. So, so okay, I'm going to show you something I saved from um, Instagram. Okay. So now that we're talking about, like, celebrities, right? Okay. Not that any of our, like, acquaintances are celebrities. <laughs> But we have opinions about him, let me Yes. Oh, yes. So, okay, this one person we know. Okay. Posted a picture of themselves. Okay. In a, uh, okay, in lingerie. Okay. And and read why this picture was posted. What? It's the post a picture Jonah Hill would hate challenge. I, oh, so they're just trying to be scandalous. Right, like, if Jonah Hill was dating me, he would tell me not to do this. He's not dating you, bitch. No, and he has no interest. Right. (laughs) Have you seen your face? Right. I'm sorry. Right. You notice this picture only works because she's not looking at the camera. Oh, gosh. Okay, so I did not even know about this thing that's going around. Why don't they just let it die? Well, because it has, but people like that, you know, just need to post a picture of themselves in underwear. Oh, God. Everything else, it's like no one cares anymore. Now it's just more exciting that Jamie Foxx is, like, moving around. Uh, yeah. Literally saw him post, uh, like, wow. Because a lot of people thought... There was a lot of things that were speculated. Okay, so, like, last week he made the rounds in Naperville, right? And I live in that town. Yes. And everybody in our post, like, had pictures with him and shit, right? So it was real. Yes. But everybody outside of Naperville thought we were, like, conspiring and lying. So, so I was listening to the radio in the morning. They're like, the Naperville's are saying he's out there, but I don't believe it. Like, we wanted, like, people to come to our town to look for Jamie Foxx. No, please don't come out here. No, it's already busy enough. Right. So, so like, I feel like everybody else in Illinois, like... Got like felt left out because we got Jamie Foxx for a day. I think that's also amazing because it's like so random. Why would you come to my town? There's right. nothing to do. Right, like out of all the things. But but the reason why he came, okay, because after his like mini stroke or whatever, he was staying at a rehab hospital in Chicago. Uh huh. So he was at the Shirley Ryan Ability Lab. Okay. Right? So that's where he went through rehab, and then there was like this youth sports team in Naperville who asked him to come out and like play with them, right? And okay. He agreed to it. 
So that's the only reason he was in our town. And like, so it was people whose kids were at that thing, right? Who had pictures. And in the morning he went to Sparrow Coffee House. So a bunch of people were like, oh my God, he's here. And yeah. he was talking to everybody. And then that night he went to Top Golf. And like nice. they had half the place, right? Okay. So so we did see him, not me personally, right? So now that he's like still, you know, he's made his like appearances, like now people believe us, right? Oh god. But people like to hate my little town. It's you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I feel like it's just easy to pick on. Right. You know, it's kind of like the friend that you have that you can't help but pick on them. Right. Because it's it's not, they even know who you are. Like, it's like, they know the exchange that's happening. Yeah. Like, Naperville knows that they're going to be the brunt. Um, everywhere I go, like, people have such opinions. And it's so funny because I have, like, no opinion of any, like, town. I don't care, right? Especially of towns. Like, there's some I don't want to drive through. <laughs> but but I don't, I, I will not pretend to be an expert of that town. But Or, but, like, share, I mean, like, a hardcore opinion on it. Okay. You're like, so Naperville is in the running to get the Bear Stadium, right? But we don't even really want it because we haven't, uh, it sounds terrible, we have enough money. Yeah. Like, please, like, we don't need more traffic. We're good. Right. right? There's already enough. But I guess if you want to be here, okay. But, you know, we're not going to stop you necessarily, but we're not going to make it easier for you, right? Yeah. So when that happened, everybody, like, so I go to work out, like, somewhere that's more like northern suburbs, right? They all had a fucking opinion about Naperville and what Naperville is like and how much the houses cost. And and I'm sitting, like, right there, and I said, I live in Naperville. We don't really care if the bears come, right? And yeah. then they just quit talking to me and started telling stories about Naperville. So so this one girl who I really fucking hate because she's a know-it-all on everything. Oh, I, yeah. Those are that's so fun. Right. And, and like, one time, me and my other friend who's in class, we were talking about our jobs because we had, like, really stressful weeks. And then she butt into our conversation and told us, um, your jobs are nowhere near as stressful as mine. I'm a server and a bartender. Do you know how hard that is on your feet? <laughs> this is the dumb bitch, right? So I'm sitting there, and she's talking about property values in, in Naperville, right? You know, and it's like we have a really rich pocket, and then it spreads out, right? Right, just like anything. It's, it's very large. So I'm on the tail Na end. Naperville is pretty big. Yeah. Where I am, like the next town starts. Right? Yes. So, so we're at the outermost ring, right? So, so she's telling me, you know, in Naperville, you can't even buy a townhouse for less than seven hundred fifty thousand. And I said, really? Because I could name about like twenty subdivisions you could do that. the The townhouses that cost more than seven fifty, there's only like two subdivisions of those. Right. So I would have an easier time pointing you to those two because they're right in the downtown area. Yeah. So then you know, then they're saying, oh, I heard in the Naperville schools they do this, and and oh, you know, Naperville they think they're so great because of their restaurants. 
and and I'm like, bitches, I'm sitting right here. Yeah. Um, we we think we're better like our restaurants and stuff because yours suck. Right. Because they're actually are better. Right. Yeah. And if you guys all hate it so much, why are you coming there for the day and we can't find parking? Right. Right. So, so yeah, you know, like, like, year, like a few years ago now when we had, like, the riots, right? Yes. The... What that was one that? summer. The yes. Black Lives Matter, right? Yes. Right? Um, you know, and <laughs> and we had a store in downtown Naperville, the Pandora Jewelry Store, that got broken into and looted. Okay. And so a lot of people told me that week about, oh, Naperville's so great, you got looted. What? The kids who fucking looted the store were from, like, three blocks away in Aurora. And the one kid was like, I was just trying to give my mom a gift. So, okay, you know, like, businesses are more in risk when they have better stuff inside. That's usually how that works. <laughs> well, like, that's where you sit there and say, okay, so, like, are you going to say that about Chicago? Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, because there's stores of value. I'm so sorry that no one sees anything of any value in your town. Right, that's weird. So, so yeah, it's always, like, people are ready to, like, knock a peg at it. Like, oh, my God, everybody in Naperville's getting divorced. Oh, my God, everybody in Naperville's a cheater. Oh, my God, everybody in Naperville's a swinger. No, everybody in Naperville is new money. That's all that you can actually say that's right. true. There's, there's like small pockets of old money, right? Yeah, but, but it's, it's small mostly... pockets, but you're talking about the actual town is more built off of oh, yeah, what it money. Is now. Yes. Yeah, where you're not going to see the same thing where it's like generational stuff that's like yeah. in Barrington and, and in like people like live in Ellen and house. stuff, like where it's like yeah. it's just old, ancient, decrepit, you know, like fast money. Right. So, like, yeah. it's the fastest building city when it comes down to how it and grew it, up and expanded. It's a big town. It's, like, 130,000 people. So, it's not, like, a little town. Right. It's also, next time, I mean, like, Aurora is really a bit. I mean, like, Aurora, Aurora is, like, 400,000. Yeah, and that, like, it's because it has, like, five zip codes. Correct. Yeah. We only have three. <laughs> yeah. I get my mom. Okay? <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> and I'm fine. I'm fine with that. It's fine. But I did. I did live in Aurora. But that's where it's like you know. I being such, yeah, being that big of you know, like it's hard. It's hard not to be in it. You know. But right. there's also people that travel because it is such a big town. That's where it is going to be something that's like almost yeah. beneficial for. Naperville. Right. So, so yeah. So, these same people who were telling me, you know, all the things about Naperville and why the bears shouldn't go there, right? And I'm like, whatever. You know, we're also mad that we got Jamie Foxx out of hiding. Of course. Why didn't he come to our town? There's stuff to do. <laughs> Did you call upon him? Did he want to go to the antique store and the greasy spoon? I don't think so. <laughs> Just saying. Maybe the art of framing that's down the block. Like, <laughs> I don't know where you're wanting to go with this. Right. Oh, in the UPS store. <laughs> like, they want to go to your town either, and here I am. Well, I think 
the one good thing is like Naperville has done really well of how they have worked their town yes. and their downtown area. Because to tell you the truth, it is definitely a fun place. They did a really great balance of having great restaurants and great nightlife, which is very difficult to do because usually you can't have one no. and the other. It's one or the other. The, the village planning is like spot on. Right. So they've done very well of like how yeah, and like where they had the places like right, they're not all stacked up. No. 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 So it's like where the bars and the restaurants are Right. Yeah, they have done a great job on atmosphere. Yeah, it is nice, yeah. And, you know, like, they don't take any shit there. If they catch you peeing outside, you get arrested. Right. So I could see where it'd be, like, for him being an outsider, it seems like at least it would be a safe place for him to go. Correct. That he would have, like, cute, quaint stuff there. Because they right. do have a, enough of things for you to do that that are Absolutely. busy and Absolutely. are kind of fun and unique. Right. So, so, yeah, that's the Naperville thing. Interesting. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah. What else are we going to Oh, yeah, post a picture Jonah Hill wouldn't want to see. Oh, that's where we were at. Oh, yes. Yes. You're like, how about not? Right. I'm like, okay, haven't we already lost interest? I don't Wait, I never lost. Like, um, my whole Instagram would be that. So, like, I don't really care. Especially recently. Oh, Isla, that's not. Okay. <laughs> my my kitten is drinking her water because you know she owns the place. I just happen I to like rent I it. I think watching my kittens drink is the cutest thing. So I'm like, oh, I know they're so cute. I it's know. so inefficient how they drink. No, but it really adorable. is. Yes, you know because kittens are adorable. So um, okay. So you know this is a three year adoptiversary of biscuits and gravy. Awesome. My cats, right? Um, and I didn't realize it was three years. That went by really fast, especially especially because you had the little babies here. Yes. And I was like, they were so singing cute. They're so little, so little, so little and puffy. I know. And like your cats were being so great with them, except Louisa was a little mad because she was having her tantrum tantrum that was like in between in the railing. Prince did amazing. Prince was such a good boy. Prince oh. was in love with biscuits. And it's like, are you my son? Yeah, and like he was just playing along and like watching them from a distance. He sure they stayed out of trouble. And teaching him how to go in the cat tree. Yeah, so adorable. So it's it's like three years. Like um, yesterday would have been three years, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and uh, like it gets me thinking, like all the things that happened in three years, right? Right. Like, there's a lot. Like, it, everyone grew exponentially. <laughs> and and it, it's, you know, in a way, it was like, I was like, it can't be three years. It's not possible. Right. Well, you have to think, like, all the things that have has happened. Like, we're talking about that's 2020. Okay? Yes. Like, that was height of COVID. Right. Yes. Because I couldn't, like, just go into the shelter. I had to have an appointment and a list of who I wanted to meet. Yeah. Which is totally different now, you know. But, um, yeah, and you went to the vet. You had to sit in the car and leave your animal inside. Right? Yeah. Well, you couldn't even leave him inside. They came to the car and took him. Oh, that's where it was, like, heartbreaking, especially when it came down to, like, having to ship my little Penelope in there. 
Well, you know, that was that, two years ago. That's during the time the first lockdown is when my cat Lila died. So she went through a ton of like treatments. I've never met one of the doctors. Yeah, that's crazy. And the only the I the only appointment I got let in is when I had to put her down. I know. So so that was very hard. Like that was beginning of COVID. Yes. Right? And then it was, like, so that messes you up. And then, like, we've talked about COVID before. Like, some people left the house. Some people couldn't. Some yeah. of us had essential jobs that weren't glamorous. You know? Yes. Like, <laughs> red-headed stepchildren <laughs> of the essential workers. But, you know, so it was, like, you know, and, and certain people I was spending time with. Yes. Both dressed and undressed, right? Yes. So, and like I was thinking like all this like started three years ago. Yeah. Like all at the same time. Yes. Like that's when I started at the job where I met dumbass, right? Yes. Like a few weeks later, right? Yeah. And that's like when I started my situationship, right? And it's just like, oh, God, like, I thought I, like, did really well during that, but looking back. <laughs> you know what's funny is that you talk about it? It's like, because also, like, me getting both Louisa and Prince, I got them just a year prior to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I um, got them at the shelter right after Extravaganza. That's right. Yes. And yeah. so, like, I came back and I was like, that's it, you know? Okay, let's do this. Yes. And it was so bizarre because at the time, like, I had all of my salon stuff that was happening that was all fucked up. Oh, yes. You know? Yes. And then had all the issues with, you know, the studio and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because that's where it snowballed because I quit. Right. Yes, I quit by the end of the year. Right. So, so yeah, we were both in, like, these... Such weird-ass, like, tornadoes. Right, but at the time, it seemed like, okay, fine, whatever. But looking back at it, like, that was a lot. A lot of fucked up shit. Like, we're talking about life-changing events. Yeah. You know, like, life-changing experience. Like, you changed your job even in that, mm-hmm. you know, which was an upgrade. Does not recommend <laughs> It's an upgrade. No, it's worked out well for me. But, yes. But starting like mid, you know, are we are we pretending there's like a pandemic or not? You got totally screwed in that, but I feel like that's where I think now you have a job that's like, like now giving you what you deserve that right, the other because, one took away. Because I, I help them find a balance between what the government wants and what they believe. <laughs> And I'm like, so basically, you can do whatever you want, but back there, in the main part of the building, I'm going to enforce these rules, because if OSHA comes in, they're not going to fucking talk to you. Right. And then it's like, okay, cool, thanks, you understand us. All right. Yeah, but that worked. Right. So if you can navigate that shit and not lose your shit, you're fine, because a lot of people left my profession during that. I can see, well, a lot of people left a lot of professions at that. Yeah. So, but yeah, but that's like a long time. I think a lot of people left my profession because they were like glorified receptionists who fell in this by accident. Yes. And then when it came to having to actually make decisions, like it freaked a lot of people out. Of course. Like what if I make the wrong decision? I think that's like the biggest question a lot of people had. And like, and then realizing, I think... 
I've had too many things that were going on prior to all this that I already had that question of like, you know, like making sure the decisions that you make, you can't sit there and be in the middle of them because it doesn't matter. Like the best advice I was ever given was like, no matter what the decision is, it's the right one because you're going to learn from it. So it doesn't matter. At least you fucking made a decision. Right. At least it's something you get to learn from. Every wrong decision you make, you can go back and course correct. Right. Or it might cost you time or money to get out, but you can do it. Yeah, but also, too, it leads you to other things that you might have never gotten to those things in any other way. Mm -hmm. So it's like, was it necessarily like a bad thing? Maybe it was actually meant to be. Like, Mm -hmm. you would have never stepped outside of your box as far as you did unless you had, like, weird shit that took you there. Right. Right. You know? Because there's definitely things that I, like, did not think that were beneficial at the time. And then I was like, oh, shit. The person who had my job before me quit because they freaked out about, like, COVID response. So thank you for those of you who couldn't handle it for paving the way for us. Right. And then you had an opportunity then to, you know, even ask for more money, be confident in what you what you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you definitely have laid the law, which has been good because I feel like it's like translating. Right. Change. Somebody's got to make a decision there and it's going to fucking be me. Yeah. Yeah. Shit's going to work. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's... um. So three years ago, right? Um, I was looking back at pictures. They're fucking huge now, right? Of course. Like they're taller than I anticipated, right? I thought yes. they were see a little baby, you're like, you're gonna stay petite. And yeah. then it's like, no, they grow like fucking weeds, right? Yes. But you know, they're really well, my babies are all good. Like we've talked about this. We have like houses of animal love. Yes. And everybody loves each other so much. Oh, like, my God. I mean, and the fact that it was a little dicey with some of mine, but they're, we're in such a good place right now yeah. that they all understand each other's boundaries and, like, respect it and, like, interact. Yeah, which it's is awesome. Like, okay, cool. Thanks. Mm-hmm. You're such good babies. Thanks. Yeah. So, so, of course, you know. I was thinking, like, where I was three years ago, right? Yes. And I think I was, like, a much more, like, anxious person because I was poor. Yes. <laughs> and, and you know, like, I took a 40% pay cut at the beginning of COVID, and then I couldn't pay my mortgage. And then I got on that, you know, plan where you didn't, like, pay mortgage mm-hmm. payments and all that. But it was still, like, <sighs> this doesn't feel right, you know, whatever. But, so then, you know, I got more comfortable as I, like, got more money, right? And, and, and you know, it's like, like, I, I was thinking about who was in my life at that time and, like, how fucked up that was, right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, who's the first one who messages about the picture? No. Really? I miss those guys. Ew, shut up. Right. Get your ass out of here. But we have talked about this. And once I quit interacting with men, then they just talk about the cats because they know I like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys at work do that all the time. Yeah. When I'm mad at them, they're like, look at that great picture. It's like, back over here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, so... 
So yeah, and I was like, ooh, did you not read the caption? Yeah, really, it shows the signs of lack of reading. Uh, um, lack of self-awareness. You're not reading the material that's in front of you? Yeah, it's like three years ago, you left the studio and quit a job. So that's my favorite talking about, not me. Yeah, I love when they like really think that they're like... But you know what it is? is that in his mind, he was probably the catalyst for me to change. Well, yeah, because <laughs> she's, she's such a shithead. Well, it's <laughs> like you got me to stop drinking. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. He drinks more than anyone I've met in my life. I'm glad he showed me the way. Show me the way of, like, not to. Right. Because I realized, like, you had more conversations with me being like, I don't like drinking anymore. And now it made sense knowing that since he was such a rager with drinking uh, that you're just like, oh, God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so ridiculous. But yes, you you know, he's he's a savior, you know? Like he saved he saved you. Yeah. You know, and it, and he Not thinks it's because he actually saved you like with his wisdom. No, he saved you by example because you saw what you don't want to be in your life. Everything is a lesson or an example. Yes. So you're like, yeah, you're just basically what I, I hope to never accomplish in my life. Right. Everybody hates you. You lie about your drinking. Well, you lie only, about everything. It's the only thing that makes you interesting. <sighs> right. So, yeah, I, I didn't think that my drinking slowed during that time, but it indeed did. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> So, I had somebody ask me this week. I didn't mention this to you. Okay. You'll appreciate this. Um, someone asked me, do you think you could date someone who did coke? Huh. That's an interesting fucking question. And I said, mm, are we talking like on special occasions, like a girl's trip, like they do a line, right? Yeah. Or are we talking someone who does it like all the time? Or every time they got drinking, right? Like, yeah. I think you got to give me the grades, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, not every day, just you know, like trips and hanging out with like old friends. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I think I'd have to see how they act after yeah. doing it, because the experience of cocaine is very different for each person. <laughs> well. have a membership to that club yeah. uh -huh. yes visited the resort yes yeah i had a very very intense relationship at some point uh in my 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 pre my pre party days as i say i've done the coursework but i didn't get the degree yes i i you, you I, push, I pushed it i got yeah. <laughs> lost all privileges okay right. at this point there is absolutely zero. But yeah, I'm just honoring the members. I yeah, fuck that. I was once a junior university. Now well, that's what happened.
happens, you know? Like, that was clearly when I had a drinking problem, and I used that as the substance to continue my drinking. Yes. Sometimes no. it's a fallout. Right. So, I mean, like, like I would so, like, no. I want to be alert enough to drive. Exactly. Oh, beautiful. Yes, that's how that, you know. Yes. It, it, it forms very easily. Yes. Um, so, I clearly, yes, being a person that no longer drinks and has not picked up a drink since 2009. Yeah, I actually stopped that beforehand because I knew it was already horrific. Plus, also, too, it takes you to really dark places where you're like, then you think to yourself, you're like, okay, so what's the next phase? Because, like, you only can snort so much, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I can't make that decision. So that's where I was like, the decision is none. Right. Yes, because I already seen people who uh, progressed into uh, smoking and injecting, which I was like, oh, scary shit. Right. Right. Yes. Very dark places. So I luckily have never traveled down those regions. So what are you, getting back to what do you feel about that question? Okay. So I'm coming from my experience. I was like. Um, yeah, I can never be with somebody who is... That's true. <laughs> like, it's something that can never happen. Mainly because I'm not... Not even because I'm like, oh, I can't handle it around me. Like, I don't want it around me. But also, too, I know the type of person, like, when it comes down to it, it's like, if you need that to party with your friends, what does it say about you and your friends? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like... Because uh, it's like, are you trying to romanticize about something right. that you're kind of like, I don't, I, like, if that's how you guys have to party, like, what kind of shit are you really getting into? And I feel like, do I really want to be with somebody who's like, like, I actually have to be worried about bail money. Right. You know? Right. I feel like there's too many things that are fun that you can do that's legal. So how would you feel if it was a guy who asked you that? What a guy asked me. How would like, you feel about dating someone? Well, no, if a guy asked me that, I, of course, I said I could never. Yeah, it was a very odd question. I could never, you know? And I was like, are we talking about you? Or like some guy you're trying to set me up with? I don't understand. Yes, yeah, that's very confusing. Right. I mean, it's a very odd question because I feel like. Typically, that's not something that you just spring onto somebody. Like, hey, would like, you be okay with like somebody? Be, and I, I was like, like I was being groomed for something. <laughs> I feel like you're not really asking like the real question. You're skirting yeah. around, like, like. So I have this friend, you know, and you're like, what does right. this mean? Well, it's a real question. How do you feel about the idea that I'm gonna get coked up this weekend? Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I feel like that, that, that would be more understand. That, like, I can understand that. That was the question. Like, am I picking up what is being put down? Well, but at the same time, I also look at the, like, I don't know. I mean, like, how do you feel? Like, are you okay with that? Like I said, I would have to be, like, it couldn't be habitual, right? Uh-huh. And I would have to see, like, if you're, like, fun or terrible like that. Right. Well, yeah. I think I would have to see, like, in real time what that looked like. And then it would be, like, how comfortable I am. Like, are you, like, do you become, like, one of these people who hooks up with everyone? Like, once you, like, do a line, then I wouldn't be, like, okay with it? Or are you just, like, goofy and do stupid shit like your friends? Like, you know, like... I would need to know, and then my comfort level would have to be decided from there. 
Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Well, yeah. My, but then there's that whole, how do I know you're not doing it more? Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like with me, like, me personally, I, yes, I definitely know people that know how to dabble, right? So, like, I'm familiar with this, right? Because not everybody I know was, you know, ended up being a huge cokehead, right? Right. So I know this, right? But I look at it just, like, take it to the simple fact that it's, like, it's it is illegal, and when you are busted with it, like, right, is that really something you want to jeopardize? Right, I you know, like I feel like at that point, like to me, I feel like that's just poor decision making. Like, like I said, marijuana, it's fucking legal. Drinking is legal. Like, there's already dumb shit that's legal to do that right. you can act a fucking fool like on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, than that. Right. So, so you're like, now we're talking about, like, so where the fuck are you getting this from, right? And then, like, are those people hanging out with you? Oh, like, so it's just, like... I 100% know who is the one, yes, supplying. Right, who, like, this person tags along, and it's like, oh, do this with me, okay. But, yes. So, that's so then it's like, whenever you hang around that person... Then you know that's most likely what's happening mm-hmm. and to me I'm like meh right so now it's like when I hear stories and I know that person is there it's like oh now you know too much like I'm not even dating you and I'm like oh you did that again <laughs> or I know what you did yeah uh, and then I'm like oh, well God. but it's because you already had sex uh, in your dream so I mean that makes sense there's already ownership. <laughs> did I have them in my dream? I did. Oh, yes, you did. But it was, like, not surprise sex. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing here? It's like, of course you're here. Yes. It's about time you're here. Right. Right. Right, but I already am, like... Even though he didn't experience it, I did. And now right. I'm judging your behavior. Yes. That's still a very strange question to ask somebody. But yeah. I'm also, like, appreciative that he did because that would be something you didn't, you don't want to find out later. Mmm. Yeah. You know, like, I would rather somebody tell me straight up so that I can make that decision. I think we're in the phase of... <laughs> There's your line that you get creeped out. Yes. And it's like, we're further over the line. And now it's just, I gotta make him sound stupid shit because the bitch is gonna crack. It's just crazy. <laughs> right? Like, what's gonna be the next thing? I, it's gonna be some sort of kink. I just, uh, yeah. You're gonna have, well, we will hold that thought. Right. So, yeah, that's, um, yes. I don't know if I could date someone who does coke. Well, I guess this is a question for everyone out there. Yeah, you know what? You know, what is your what is your line of acceptance? You know, then when I get a text like, we're doing coke, then I'm like, I'm okay with that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, so our, our opinions can change. Well, mine can. Yes, mine is a definite. In, in, in theory, I want to give you your freedom, but in practice, well, and, but it's only the fair. freedom I decide to give you. Well, this actually makes it kind of funny because, like, my ex, okay, 
Mm-hmm. Many, many moons ago. Yeah. Which was uh, one of the breaking points of our relationship. He did ask me one morning out of the blue, would you be okay with me dealing drugs, right? Ooh, yeah. So let's just, like, take this in the rewind machine, right? Yeah, the time, the turn back time machine. Yeah. Yes. Because at when I met him, I was two years sober, okay? We only dated for two and a half years, right? So we're talking about maybe in the, I would like to say the two-year mark. So okay. at that time, I'm like four years sober, right? Okay. And going through all of the legal stuff that I was yeah. going through with what kind of triggered that Snowball effect, right? Correct. Dealing with the consequences of your yes. past and, You know, really still being sober in a very uh, challenging relationship with somebody. Yeah. And then having him sit there and ask me that, I my reaction to him is I laughed louder than I've ever laughed before in my life. It's amazing. Because I could not believe somebody could ask that question because not only my first response was not, a laugh, right? It was first, my first response, I, sh- I should say, is that I asked him, I was like, I thought it was just going to be like, you know, testosterone and stuff because he's in the bodybuilding bullshit, yeah, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, I feel like there's a lot of people that are doing that kind of stuff, which I feel like it's still terrible, right? Right, right. but it's a different thing. That's why I was like, okay, it's an unknown drug to me, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes when it's things you don't know, you're like, okay, like, I can see where that could happen, How bad right? This go? <laughs> but I didn't see anything. I, I was like, okay. I, I, so I, I asked him, it's like, so what were you thinking, right? And he's like, uh, weed and coke. And I was like, um, then the laugh profusely happened. Because I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I literally, while laughing, I walked to my phone to call my mother and told her very loudly in front of his face, do you know what this guy asked me right now? Oh, my God, you did not. Yes, I did. Wow. Because I could not believe. I'm like, you're watching me go through legal stuff, right? I literally had my license revoked. I had paid all this money. I've been trying to stay sober, working my ass off, okay? To make amends, to make change. And you want to bring fucking shit in my house? Uh, He did not read the room. What the fuck is wrong with a human? And, like, to me, I look at it as, like, how can... And then it's, like... Why don't you just do your actual job better? Mm. Because you probably can make actual money from what you do, but because you're too busy scamming, you end up having a thousand scammer jobs that work you harder than just being good at one. <laughs> like, this is where yeah. it blows my mind. The gig economy is for people who, like, half-ass everything. Right, and really want to like whine about being like I have nothing because you really don't have anything because you haven't invested shit in anywhere right right if you would invest okay in a real job in your time right if you actually invested into a real job the Mm -hmm. amount of effort you've been putting into bullshit of like wanting to deal drugs so you want to risk going to jail for a couple bucks Right. Do not see that the it makes absolutely zero sense to me. Like it's one job I don't think I'd ever want is drug dealers. No, I did beat you up and steal from you, and 
I did when I was younger. Right. I was a teenager when I was a drug dealer, okay? Mm. And I did deal cocaine, okay? So I think <laughs> cocaine, okay? <laughs> not like anybody needs to know, and I'm not glamorizing it. But okay. I was involved with some really fucking people, okay? So I'm just saw the worst of it of like my product doing to people right on top of what ended up happening to me later down the line because like right. it didn't get me then but it got me later and I feel like I did obviously get paid back you know fucking karma came back and bit me in the ass oh, you know yeah. but I was like they have someone so I feel like yes when it comes down to cocaine like I'm like that's a definite no because I had a jackhole that tried to tell me yeah, that he wants to drill Deal drugs out of my fucking house while I was still working on my, my license being revoked. And like, I literally breathe in a fucking breathalyzer, and you want to sit there and feel fucking cool? Right, like, of course. It's like, you, why did you even choose to date me at this point? Like, that was bad choices on your part. Like, if you wanted to have a other lifestyle, like, totally do it. But I'm like, and then try to, like, make me feel bad for not living your life. So I'm like, no, you can't. Girlfriend, you're not supporting this dream. What? I can't even try telling me that. I'm like, what? Try telling you it was a fucking joke. I was like, I know it wasn't a joke. And sure enough, when we broke up, I knew from my old neighbors that were fucking crazy fucking drug addicts yes, themselves, right? Because yes. believe me, I had a lot of fucking emergency times I had to save her fucking ass. And so she goes and lets me know that, like, yeah, he, I bought it off of him. And I was like, I knew his ass was going to be fucking dealing. And I'm like, uh-huh. I don't care. Uh-huh. But I'm, like, so glad we were broken up at the time. Because I was like, I see now. Oh, dude, he's, like, literally married. I say air quotes because we have no fucking idea. But he's supposedly married to, like, a grandma. <gasps> yeah. She has many grandchildren, and she literally looks like she's a, definitely a whole generation older than him. But, I mean, <laughs> she's probably the greatest generation. <laughs> I'm picturing, like, I mean, I'm not against. I'm not against, you know, like, yeah. age differences Please in relationships. about me dating younger men. No, I have friends that there's definitely gaps in age. But I feel like I knowing who he was, like, yeah. you going into that relationship, I'm like, that bitch just wanted excitement. Like, I get it. Like, yeah. it's really exciting. But he was but he a married. They're still together. So he literally started dating her right after me. And he's been with her the whole entire time. But I also know that he literally cheated on her regularly and all this other shit. So it's like, she's just putting up with whatever, okay? But I think it's just because she thinks that she caught something good because of him being so much younger, I Mm, think. That's something shit, yeah. But that's where I look at it. It was like, I think she probably has forgiveness to certain things because... To her, she just feels like she's already lived a life, whatever, and this is just fun and exciting. Whatever justification in her mind. But like she's gonna fix She's gonna die. Oh saying that, but you know, when you have grandkids, I know from talking to my mom, like oh. in a whole different place of like, you're not gonna sit there and fight for a boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like, no. they're literally going to say, do whatever the fuck you want, right? Mm-hmm. And, and when I become unhappy, then this shit's over, right? Like, 
Mm-hmm. That's basically how that is, which mm-hmm. I think for a person like him who likes to have repeated people that, you know, forgive him for wrongdoings all the time because that's his ML. Sounds perfect. She's probably seen it. I think that... <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. She looks great for her age. I'm not okay. bashing her in any way. Okay. Like, no, she looks great for her age. Uh-huh. But at the same time, like, there definitely is a huge age gap between that and I know the reasons why. Like, mm. because he needs a mom. You know? He yeah. tried to make me his mom, and I was like, I don't want to be a mom. Oh, no. That's Choices. not. No. No. Yeah, I can't. I don't want to be in a relationship with a kid, you know, no. who's, like, super immature and, like, literally what? thinks that he's, Thank like. child, please. Yeah. I have all these businesses. Oh, and then what was crazy is, like, yeah. you don't want to say shit because I don't like talking shit about exes because I was, like, you know, to me, I look at it as, like, it's gone. We we all made out fine. I love talking shit, okay? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't talk a ton of shit, right. like, especially because when you're, like, long-term relationships. Oh, that's like, different then. I feel like we both matured out of the relationship, you know what I mean? Versus, yeah, like, dudes that you're kind of like, I don't understand why this happened. Yeah, I, I really don't have any desire to talk about my ex-husband on a regular. Right, it's right. like, we've all changed, whatever. Exactly. If you didn't change, that's your problem. Exactly. So, like, with, with my last ex, I think it's just because it really catapulted me into changing a lot of things in my life, seeing how fucked up that relationship was in the sense of like, yes, were my responses super great? No. But at the same time, what's awesome is I kept true to who I was throughout the relationship, even though it was literally being tested. I mean, like when you have a person that's telling you, like you're jealous, antisocial. Oh. Okay. You know what I mean? Person? That you're kind of like, it's like, I'm a hairstylist. Like, know how not to be social when that's literally what I do for a living. So I'm like, maybe you can start silent cuts. I... It's a beyond safe space. <laughs> we don't talk. Seriously, no. would you ever get a silent haircut? I no. would die. I would be no. like, what is so fucked no. up that you can't even speak to me? Right. Like, I feel like having no response in the process, like, that's Which really fucked me up. up. Yeah, no. I could never do that, number one. So please, if you want to get to be a quiet experience, like, not going to happen. Right. Because some people do offer a silent haircut. Yes, which... It blows our mind. Yes, it's a it's an experience. But, but knowing this person, I would like them to be silent. <laughs> but I'll just tell them in Yes, I'll just tell myself jokes. It'll be great. It works. It, it works. It's half my life. Yes. I mean, that's where it's like. I feel like what's nice is that at least I made it out, not feeling like I lost pieces of myself. Correct. Especially because I already was making such a big change of drink, like not drinking anymore. Mm. Right? No, I hear you. So, I hear you. so yes, you're not going to date someone who does coke. Oh. I might. Bring it full circle back. <laughs> and you know what? I would not judge you for it because I understand. I know. You know? And you know how I am. I wouldn't bring that detail up until six months after we had broken up. Did I tell you every time you went out? <laughs> and you'd be like, that's no. Fine. Really? So I should have told you, but I didn't. <laughs> that is my standard. I should have told you, but I didn't. But now, it's serious. You need to know. 
All right, so on that awkward, crazy uh, question that you now have in your brain for your life. You know what? Make your decision as you see fit. Yes. We have some treats in store for our next episode. Yes, our next episode. It's going to be a strange journey. It's, I, I feel like I, I'm not, I'm not excited. So this week, this week, right, it was kind of like the past couple weeks have been a little stressful, right? Yes. And then like this week, you know, I went to like my counseling appointment and like we were talking about some really heavy shit that, you know, like, cause I hadn't seen her in a month and it's like, I feel like every day I'm making different decisions for my life. Yes. So I like didn't stop talking the whole time, like just catching her up. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, like, she'll stop me and ask a few questions, and I'm thinking, oh, this was not part of the monologue I prepared, right? <laughs> so, because I'm a little bit of a control freak, so it's like I had this all planned in my head, and then you had to interject a question. So, anyhow, so then I was, like, thinking about all these things, like, everything I said and everything I, like, you know, realized and everything she asked, right? And then it's, like, it's too much energy. Like, I can't, like, sit home, like. So, so I went and did a lot of grocery snack shopping I did not need to do. So we have some, we have a we so, have an array. So all of the snacks are supplied by me tonight because I have so many fucking well I don't after tonight I don't have a yes. ton of snacks which is and, good and we decided I'm not buying snacks for the next couple of weeks which will be fine right so so the snack assortment is gonna be wild gonna be good. So, so stay tuned because we'll explain more. Um, I know we definitely went. Over, we were really high for this episode. Yes. Um, but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, but we do need to end it because we are creeping up on some yeah. numbers. Yeah, no, no. We're good. We're good. We made, we made a stop. You know, next episode. The next episode. Next. Like, just you wait. Okay? So next. We want a continuation. Snacks. Just wait because we're going to be having snacks with it. Okay? Oh, yes. Boom. Bye. 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 <laughs>